0: What is good? Happy Sunday to my redeemed family. So many visitors that are visiting us, we are excited that you are here. I am super pumped to share this message with you. I believe that it will encourage you and it will impact you to go out and live a better life. I want to say I want to give honor to Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life, who keeps on instructing me. He keeps on guiding me and is my shepherd. I also want to give honor to Bishop bishop harris and lady harris for all that you do but for empowering me for helping me and give me a platform i also want to give thanks to all my redeemed family i love you all thank y'all for all your support all your love and i'm super excited for what's going to happen on today i believe that will be changed challenged and ready for what god has for us so i hope y'all are excited this morning i am pumped I am ready. I am ready to go. Let's get into the word of God. If you have your, if you have your pen, your paper, your notes, your keyboards, whatever you got. I don't know what you have on today, but get them on out you don't want because You're going to need your notes on today. And we're going to write down some things and we're going to go forward and do what God has called us to do. So let us go to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. One And it says, on that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling up. Verse 38 says, but he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. This is Jesus, y'all. He was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to address you from the topic this morning, faith, feelings and freedom, faith, feelings and freedom. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day. I, God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise, God. We thank you for allowing us out, out, for allowing us to come and hear from hear from you, God. We thank you, God, for giving us life in our in our body, God. We thank you, God for giving us breath in our lungs, God. We thank thank you, God, for all that you do for us, God. We pray, Father, God, that today after we have heard your word, God, that we will be impacted, God. That we will go out and do better, God. That we will go out and know and know we we'll know you, God. God, we will grow in our relationship with you, God. But I pray, God, today, God, that we will can hear your word, God, and not only be hearers of your word, God, but be doers of your word, God. We thank you for all that you're going to do, all that you have done. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for, the, for keeping us. Thank you for life in our body. God, we praise you because, God, you are so good. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Man, I wanna share a story before I dive into a lot of the content that I have on today. Over the past few months, I've I've been we've been in the pandemic. We've been locked in our houses, we've been and been, been trying to figure out what how we're gonna navigate our way through these things. And for me, one of my, the goals that I have for myself is I wanna be more physically fit. I'm trying to be more physically active. I'm trying to get stronger. I want to get in shape. I know you might can't see it right now, but there's some things about me that I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get stronger. I'm trying. I'm trying to get big. You might can't see it, but there's some things I want to change about my physical activity. I want to change about my physical fitness. So over the pandemic, I have done a few fitness activities. I have been biking. I have been hiking. I have did went went to the gym and did a few fitness classes. I've I've I've, I've been I've, I ran the track. I I walked the track. I did so many things. I even did a home YouTube workout not too long ago. And I was down there. I was sweating. I was sweating because I wanted to get better. I knew I wanted to get in. Shape and although I have had great success in in lifting weights and and lifting some weights and although I had great success in, in exercising and doing home workouts, there come there had came some time in the past six months where I would just lay on my bed. I would be real sleepy. I would just feel tired. I'd be really sluggish. And my sister would, would begin to ask me a question. I would go something like this. Hey, do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to go work out? And I will respond to her question and say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to work out. No, I'm okay. Or no, I, I, I'm good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay right now. Maybe tomorrow, or maybe the next day. And if I'm being honest with you this morning, you all, I just really didn't feel like going to work out. I just didn't feel like going to lift some weights. I knew that lifting weights would be good for my personal development. I knew lifting weights would be good for, me, for my physical fitness. I knew lifting weights would be good so, so would be good for me so I can achieve the goals I have for myself. But the fact of the matter is. I just didn't feel like doing it. I just, I felt like laying in the bed. I felt like being sluggish. I felt like just laying there. I did not feel like lifting weights. I just didn't feel like doing it. I'd rather be comforted by how I felt at that moment versus my own personal development. I don't know if, if you can relate to that situation. I don't know if there's something that you know you had to do. You knew, you knew that you wanted to get better, but you you were so comforted by how you felt that you followed, oh, I don't feel good, so I'm not going to go work out. Oh, I don't feel this way, so I'm not going to move forward. But I'm here to tell you that we don't have to be guided by our negative emotions and guided by our negative feelings. We should be guided by the truth. What I've come to find out is that, at this, that your feelings are real, your emotions are real, and I think they are very important. I want to talk to you today about managing your emotions and not letting negative feelings control and dictate your life. What I've come to find out is sometimes our emotions can be very unstable. One day we're happy, one day we're sad, one day we're glad, one day we're mad, one day we're like this, one day we're like that. Have you ever been to church and, and, and you knew you need to, you needed to worship, but you but you just sat in your seat? Have you ever have you ever testimony ever slapped in your face and you needed you know you need to forgive them, but you just didn't feel like doing it? Or have you ever prayed at nighttime time it got it got really dark? It got it got really night. It was at nighttime and you were sleepy and you really and you knew you need to pray but you didn't just didn't feel like it you just didn't feel like it i'm come to tell you this we cannot live our lives based upon our negative feelings but we have to live our lives based in our faith in jesus christ we have to live our not based on how we feel all the time but based on what the word of god says based on what the, what, what god says i believe that it's important to acknowledge our feelings but i don't believe that we have to let negative feelings dictate the way we live but I want to contend instead of following our negative feelings on today, how about we follow our faith? I said I want to contend that instead of following our negative feelings, how about we follow our faith? If we look back at our text on today, we can see that the disciples are in a similar similar situation that I think that we all can relate to. They have they are now they are in, in this storm. And their faith a decision. Are they going to believe their faith, or are they going to believe how they feel at that at that particular moment? Are they going to believe their faith in Jesus Christ, or are they going to just going to just be sad and be afraid because of what is going going on around them? What will you do? Are you going to believe your faith in Jesus Christ, or are you going to be dictated by your negative feelings? The choice is yours. The choice is yours. If I can draw your attention to verse thirty-five of. The story we're reading on today, it says when that evening came, he said to his disciples, let us cross to the other side. Let us cross to the other side. Let me just give you some backstory of what's, what's going on here. Jesus is now with his disciples. There's a crowd of people that, that are near Jesus. There are crowd of people that are around Jesus. Back in that day, many people came out to hear and um, hear and see Jesus. Now it's time for them to go home. Now it's time for them to be dismissed. Now it's time for them to go away because now Jesus is about to leave and, he, and now it's time to dismiss the crowd. His disciples are about to leave. If we look in the verse, what I noticed in the passage was this, that Jesus tells his disciples, let us cross to the other side. Hold on, let me let me me read read that right right one more time. I don't know if y'all got it or not, but let me just read that one more time. He said, "Let us cross to the other side." Let me just stop right there. The disciples have just heard a word from Jesus. The word is, "Let us cross to the other side." The word is, "Let us cross to the other side." I want to this bring me to my first point on tomorrow on this morning. Write it down, put it down, put in your notes. The first point this morning is this, y'all. Listen up. Hold on to the word. Hold on to the word. We've seen this passage that Jesus tells the disciples, let's cross the other side. This is the word from Jesus. And I want to tell someone that if you have a word from Jesus, you can believe it. If he said it, you can believe it. It's the song I I love to listen to. And it says, we have this confidence that God, you will finish what you started. God, you have never failed and you won't start with me. And I want to encourage my own today that get a word from the Lord. Get a word from Jesus. I don't know about every word, I don't know about every single word that God has spoken over your life, but what I do want to do is encourage you to hold on to the word. If you got a scripture, if you got a verse, if you got some direction from God, I need you to hold on to the word. I don't know what your word is, but I need you to hold on to it. I don't know what what God has, all things that God has spoken over to you, but I need you to hold on to the word, just like the disciples. Jesus told the disciples, hey, we're going to the other side. What is your word on this morning? I want to encourage someone today to get you a verse, open up the Bible, get you a promise, get you a scripture, get you some instruction. That's right. The word could be instruction. The word could be don't do this. The word could be don't do that. I don't know what your word is today. The word could be obey. The word could be doing But I need you to get whatever word that God has given you. I need you to follow that word. I need you to hold on to that word because there's life in that word. There's freedom in that word. There's goodness. I need you to get a word from God. I need you to hold on to it. You you might be saying, Randall, okay, I want to get a word. I need a word from God. Know what you need to do? You need to get your Bible. Open up, and there's plenty of word that you can get. You can get that. I need you to get in the word and get a word from the Lord. God's word is true, and you can believe it. Come on, somebody, are y'all ready? Hold on to the word. All right, now y'all, let us go to verse 36, right? And it says, and then and leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. All right, we, I, I feel you. I understand this now. Leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats are with him. So they knew that we are about to go from here to there, from right where we are right now to somewhere else. They knew we about to go from this side to the other side. They took, took Jesus with them because they, they wanted him in the boat. They wanted him in the boat, and you need him in your life. They wanted him in the boat and you need him in your life. We need Jesus in the boat. We need Jesus in our life. They understood that if we go from here to there, we need Jesus in, my, in our lives. If we go, I don't know what's going to come up. I don't know what's going to happen inside the boat. But I know I need Jesus inside this boat to get from here to get from there. I'm here to tell somebody that you need Jesus in your boat and we need Jesus in our lives. I think as believers, a lot of us can say, yes, I want Jesus in my boat, which brings me to the first, I want Jesus in my life, which brings me to my second point on this morning. Are y'all ready for it? Here it is. We have to invite Jesus in. We have to invite Jesus into our situation. We have to invite Jesus into our lives. I think as believers, I think me included, I think a lot of us can say, yes, I invite God in when I pray. Yes, I invite God in on Sunday mornings. Yes, I invite God in when I go to church. Yes, I invite God in when I go to Wednesday night, when, I, when I'm tuning the Wednesday night Bible study. Yes, I invite God into those areas of my life. But what about the rest of your time? What about the rest of your days? God wants to be the God of your whole life, not just a small part of it. God wants to be the God of your whole life, the Lord of your whole life. You want to know all, he was know all about you. He, he knows all about you. That was what God wants to be. And you have to invite Jesus into your situation. You have to invite Jesus into what's going on. We have to like Jesus in on Monday. Jesus coming on Tuesday. Jesus coming on Wednesday. Jesus coming in every single day of the week because I know I'm about to get into the boat. I know how life can get. And I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my boat. I need Jesus all day, every day in my life. Come on, somebody. I need somebody to say, I need Jesus in my life. I believe that we struggle sometimes and that we are so busy trying to make boss moves, make things happen. And we have to ask ourselves, have we invited Jesus into this situation? Have we asked for his approval of this relationship, of this job, of this boss move, uh, uh, of this move, of this business venture, of this job, of this application, of this friendship, of this relationship? How we ask, ask for approval of these things? How do we ask Jesus, hey, Lord, what do you think about this? What do you think about my situation? What do you think about me? I, I want to go do this. Lord, what do you think about it? What do you think about that? Because it's not about how I feel, Lord, but about what you say, God. I need to invite Jesus into my situation. Why got said got God hold on to the word, and now we have to invite Jesus into our situation. We, we must make it our mission to seek him. Sometimes we invite people into our situation who are not helping us. It, it could be people who are not helping you. I don't know who it is that you're inviting to your situation. You say you need help with this area. You know, you say you have a problem in this area. Area, but you have invited the wrong people into your situation. People who are not helping you. Some people invite the wrong people into their situation. People who are not helping you. People who are not helping you go stronger and go longer. People who are not helping your situation. Why do we invite them in? We need to invite the expert into our situation. We need to invite the expert into our situation. I want to to share a quick story with you. So over this pandemic, right, um, my sister had she had a bike um, order delivered to the house. But this bike doesn't come all the way assembled. This bike comes in pieces. You gotta put the handlebars on, you gotta put the pedals on. I'm like, what is this? I like I just like a bike that comes already made. I don't want to, you know, put stuff on top of each other. And I just want it to come already the way it is. So, y'all, the 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 bike comes in, right? And me and my sister, my sister asking, hey, hey Randy, I you might help me put my bike together. I'm like, yeah, I think I I think I can do this. So I go and try to put this bike together, y'all. Oh my goodness. I put I try to put this bike together and the bike. I mean, I think I started off good, but I just didn't end well. Like the bike, it was like messed up. Like I I, think I messed up the chain. I think I messed up the tire a little bit. I messed up a lot of stuff. But on my knee trying to put it together, I could not figure out how to put this bike together. So I said, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. So I we didn't get my dad in this situation. My dad then tried to put, put this bike together. He he's trying to do a little something. He he gets a little further than I do. He tried to get a little something to something. And then Brittany tried something. And then we're at at one, and now at this point, the bike, we have all tried it. My I've tried it. Brittany has tried it. My dad has tried to get this bike together. Now we're saying, okay, let's just try to put it on the road. So we put the bike on the road, y'all. And the bike doesn't cooperate like we wanted to. It's making noise. It's making sound. It's clicking. We like, what is going on with this bike? So then we we put the bike back, and we're and now now we put the bike in our in our um, laundry room, and we just walking past the bike. I'm frust- I'm at this I'm frustrated. I'm tired. Ty- I'm I'm trying to put this bike together, but I'm frustrated because it's not working. I'm like, why did you get a re- why why did you just get a regular bike? What is going on? I'm like, I why did you get this bike? So, but we got the idea to say, hey. I don't know what I'm doing. Breen don't know what she's doing. My dad didn't know what he was doing all the way. We, we just didn't know what we are doing. So we said, let's take this bike to a bike shop. We go and take the bike to the bike shop. The man comes out and says, okay. He knew what the problem was with the bike. As soon as we took the bike out, he knew. He said he knew what the problem was. He said, okay, yeah, a uh, tune-up, yeah. He said, when I do this, you'll be all Good to go. And the point of my story is this: It wasn't until we took the bike to the bike expert. It wasn't until we took the bike to somebody who knew what they were doing. It wasn't until we took our situation to somebody who who had who had experience in this experience in this area. That is when the bike became um, became fixable. That when the bike was fixed. When we took it to somebody who knew what they were doing, we took it to the expert. And I don't know who I'm talking to on on this morning, but I want to tell you this: I need you to take your situation. I need you to take your pain. I need you to take your problems to the expert. I need you to take it to Jesus Christ, the one that can fix your situation, that one that can make it better, the one that is the king of kings, the Lord of Lord. I need you to take your situation to Jesus Christ so he can clean you up, so he can make you over. I don't know. what it, Whatever it is, I need, you to invite the, the, I need you to invite the expert into your situation. What I realized about the bike was that this. The bike was mishandled by people who did not know what they were doing. I did not know what I was doing with that bike. I was just trying to look at some out of the YouTube video. I was trying to like, you know, see what, I, what, what was going on. I didn't know what I was doing. So sometimes when we invite the wrong people into our situation, we can mi- we can have them mishandle what, what we gave them. But they can mishandle our situation because they're not the experts. They're not the people that we need to go to. We need to go to Jesus Christ so he can fix our, fix our situation. We need to go to the experts so our situation will not be mishandled. When we take it to Jesus, Jesus knows how to fix it. Jesus knows how to keep it. Jesus know how to watch over you, this is what we have to do. Take your situation, take your bike, take whatever you have, take the thing that take it, take it to the expert. Take your situation to the expert. We make when we make moves in our lives. It's important that we invite Jesus into our situation. You have been trying to figure it out on your own, but how about you give it to the Lord that knows you better than you even know yourself? When we invite Jesus into our situation. Our response to a thing cannot be rooted in the way God wants us to respond. How do you think Noah built the ark? Genesis 6, chapter 6, verse 9 says this. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. He walked with God. He had a relationship with God. So God God told him, build the ark. You know why? Because there's there's a flood coming. When we invite Jesus into our situation, God can tell us knowledge. God can tell us some things. God can warn us. God can... Say, do this, do that, and we can follow his direction because God knows us and God knows the situation. Now let's skip down to, let's go down to verse 37. Now the storm comes, y'all. The storm comes. Verse 37 says this. Soon a violent windstorm came up and the waves were breaking over the boat so that it was being swamped. Woo, y'all. Can you imagine being in a cruise ship or being in a boat or being in the canoe and, and the waves just start breaking in over the boat? What would you do? Would, would you panic Would you try to jump out the boat? I don't know what y'all would do, but i will be like, what's going on? Uh, but uh, what, Water is, is breaking. It said as soon as a violent windstorm came up and the waves were breaking over the boat. Let's put ourselves in that situation. What would you do when uh, waves are breaking over the boat? I want to bring you to my third point on this on this morning. Please so you are your faith in Jesus, or will you hold on to your negative feelings? If we look in this text, the disciples are faced with a decision. There is a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this whole way. There's a storm out on the there's a storm out on this water. There's a storm out on, on, on this body of water, and the disciples have to decide am I gonna believe my faith in Jesus Christ? Or am I going to hold on to my negative feelings? So the storm is coming in. I can only I can imagine that they're probably feeling they're panicking. I can imagine they probably feel like they're they're in shock. I can imagine that they they might be um, afraid. I can imagine that they have their doubts. And I think we can all relate to the situation. Have you been Have you been in a situation where you could where you feel like oh man what's going on? You feel these negative feelings coming up. You feel these, these negative emotions coming up. Oh you don't know how you're gonna get out. You're saying I don't know about this. Coming in with doubt. You're coming in with grief. You're coming in with all you're coming in with all these things. Coming in with all these emotions and you have to say you have to say well am I going to choose my faith in Jesus Christ or will I submit to my negative feelings are you going to follow your faith in Jesus or follow your faith in your negative feelings let me explain faith to, to you there's two things I did some research and I found that there are two things that comes with having faith the two things I found were this that faith contains knowledge and faith contains trust firstly Faith contains the element of knowledge. Faith must have content. There must be something or someone to have faith in. So when we say we have faith, we have to say we have faith in Jesus Christ. I don't have faith in my, I don't have faith in the negative emotions. I don't have faith in politics. I don't have faith in government, but my faith is placed in Jesus Christ. My faith is placed in, in the Lord of Lords. My faith is placed when, in the King of Kings. So when, when you're talking about faith, you have to you have, your faith have to be connected to someone or something. Because some people put their faith in politics, some people put their faith in their money. Some people put their faith in their family. Some people people put their faith in, in, in in the mailman. But no, you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Your faith has to be put in Jesus Christ. Also, I realize that your faith has to be placed in someone. And two, faith contains the element of trust. To have faith in Jesus, it means to trust It means to rely on him. So faith is saying that I I resign myself. I resign myself from this position. But I say, Jesus, I put my trust and I put my faith in you. I'll put my faith in myself. I put my faith, I put my trust in you. This is what faith is. This is what faith does. It's saying that I put my faith in Jesus Christ, in the Lord, in the King of Kings. That is where I put my faith in. So my question to you this morning is where is your faith placed at? Have your faith in place in your negative feelings, have your faith in place in a negative emotions, have your faith in place and what people said and the mean things people said about you. Where have you placed your faith? Where have you placed your faith? My faith is placed in Jesus. I know what COVID-19 says, I know what the hospital says, I know what the numbers are saying, but my faith is placed in Jesus Christ, and you cannot take that away from me. I put my faith in Jesus. Remember what we read not too long ago. Now, back to the, the disciples, they are on this boat and the storm is raging. The storm is on the oath. The storm is raging around this boat. It says that the water is breaking in over the boat. But if we go back up to verse, what verse was that, y'all? If we go back up to verse 35, I believe, it says when the evening came, he said to the disciples, let us cross to the other side that was the that was the word from jesus like we said before jesus keeps his word. If God said it, you can believe it. I know you see the storm, but I know what God said. I know you see what's going on, but but I know what God said. I know you. I know you might. You see your negative feelings start. Your negative feelings feeling might start to come up, but I know what God said. God said that we are going to the other side. It's not about how I feel at this moment. It's not about um, what I think was going to happen. It's what I know. I know what God said. I know that God said that we are going to the other side. Jesus said we are going to the other side. And if he said we're going to the other side, then we are going to the other side. Where's your faith placed at? Where's your faith placed at? I want to tell you things. When you invite Jesus in, the storm can still come. Now, I'm not here to tell you, oh, once you invite Jesus into your situation, the storm is, can still come. The storm probably will come. Even though even though you say, Hey, yes, yes the Lord, yes to Jesus, that doesn't mean things just go away. It means that now I have Jesus to face my place my to place my faith into when storms do come out with. When things do come out, with I have somebody, I have someone, I have the Lord to place my faith in. I place my faith in Jesus Christ. Not saying the storm won't come, the storm won't come, but now I got somebody, I have the Lord to place my faith in. The difference between a storm coming to Someone someone who hasn't invited Jesus in, and someone who who has put their trust in Jesus, Jesus is this. Someone who invited Jesus in are relying on themselves, they're relying on government, they're relying on money, they're, they're relying on checks. They're relying on, on on what the doctors say because they have invited because they haven't invited Jesus in. But when you invite Jesus into your situation, you're not relying on what the doctors say. You're not relying. You're not you're not hoping on what the politics say. But you put your faith and you put your trust and you put your hope in Jesus Christ. That is the difference. The disciples begin to panic and fear, doubt, and they have little faith. When my faith is in Jesus. I don't have to panic. When my faith is in Jesus, I don't have to panic. God is in control. God is in control. If we go down to verse 38, it says, but Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said, teacher, teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? If I could talk to the disciples, I would tell them this. Of course, Jesus cares about you. Where is your faith? Of course, Jesus cares about you. Where is your faith? Sometimes I come to realize sometimes you may not feel faith, but you still have to exercise it. You may not feel faith. It may not. I may not feel like I want to do this. I may not feel like I got to do this, but faith is saying I know how I feel. I feel the negative emotions rising. I feel the negative thing, the, mo- the negative feelings coming. But I choose to place my faith in Jesus Christ. I choose to believe that I'll be okay. I choose to believe that God will get me through this. I choose to believe that Jesus is Lord, uh, the Lord of my life. I choose to believe that Jesus is the way maker. I choose to believe that Jesus is a healer. I choose to believe that Jesus will, will never leave me or forsake me. I choose to believe in Jesus Christ. I know what's happening around you I know how I feel, but I want to experience freedom. So that means I'm gonna put my faith in Jesus Christ. I, even though I have feelings come up that don't that are negative, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. As believers, I believe it's important that we come to, to the realization that is my faith in Jesus, Jesus over any negative feeling or emotion that wants to come my way. Sometimes it may not even be a necessary, necessary a storm in your life. When you, when you have to exercise faith over feelings, you may struggle with lust. You may have a drinking issue. You may have an anger issue. In these moments, you may feel like you want to do that. Um, you might want to go get something, or you want to go do something. But you know it, it may not be good for you. You know it may not have a good effect on you. But you feel like you want to do it. In those moments, is when you have to put your faith in Jesus Christ. I know you want. I know you want to go do this. I know you want to go out and do that. I know you want to go out and, and, and do this with your friends. But you have to get to a place and space in your life where you're saying, "Yes, I know. I have a strong urge to go do something that I shouldn't be doing. I have a strong urge to, be, to go do something." My friend, I shouldn't be doing. I was strong urgent to go with someone I shouldn't be going with. And I have to say at that moment, I have to place my faith in Jesus saying, Lord, I know there's not your will for me to go over there. I know not your will for me to do this. So, Lord, give, give me the strength, God, to not do what I shouldn't be doing. So, Lord, help me to go after what you have called after me. I know it's tough. I know it's rough. But I know, but i am placing my faith in Jesus Christ. So, even though things, even though it's tough out here, even though it's hard out here, I can believe that God will get me through it. Instead of putting your faith in your addiction or putting your faith in what, in the thing that might be going, about, how you, about your negative feelings. I want you to put putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't put your place, your faith in the wrong hands, but I need to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And let me tell you all, it's not no walking apart. For me, being 23 is not a walking apart. So sometimes you want to do something. Sometimes you, wanna, you, wanna, you have a strong feeling, feeling to do something, but you know at that moment that, hey, I can't do that because I have to walk by my faith in Jesus Christ. I know what I feel. I know the feeling that arises. I know what things are coming up out of me. But I have to, at this moment, it's not about the negative feelings that try to come up. It's about my faith in Jesus Christ, my faith that he'll bring through. My faith, my faith, my faith. The, what, what his word says, what, what God says, that is what I put my faith in. If you go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. It I've been crucified with Christ. Little Paul saying, it's no longer I live, but now Christ lives in me. I'm different now. I don't I don't act like I used to be. I, I'm different now. I don't act like I was. I'm different now. It's not it's not what I think. It's what Christ wants for me. It's not what all it's not all about what I feel, but it's about what Christ wants for me. It's about what God says, because his way is better. His way is better than my way. His way, His way gives you, um, leads you to abundant life. His way gives you life. His way is better than the when the way you thought it was. Because sometimes we, we can get we can get tricked up and messed up to think that the world the world um think about we want to go the world's way. But no, we want to go God's way because God's way is better than the world's way. God's way is better than the world's way and it leads God's way leads to eternal life so we if we skip down to verse 39 then Jesus, Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and the sea Silent, silence he commanded be still and the wind died down and it was perfectly calm why are you so afraid he asked do you still have no faith overwhelmed with fear they asked one another who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him Now they're wondering, which brings me to my next point. Jesus has the power. Jesus has the power to calm the storm. Jesus has the power to make the storm go away. Jesus has the power... Over your situation, Jesus had the power over your storm, Jesus had the power over what you're going through. You have to realize if I'm in the boat, if Jesus is with me, I know that Jesus was sleeping. They, they said, It that Jesus was sleeping on, on the boat? But we have to know that Jesus had the power. So if God is sleeping, if Jesus is sleeping? Okay, I'm good, I'm good because I know I put my faith in Jesus. But we have to realize that Jesus. Has the power. We learn on the hold, hold on to the word. We learn we to put, place our faith in Jesus, and we have to know that Jesus has the power. He has the power to set free. He has the power to deliver. He has power to save. He has the power to, to heal the sick. He has had the power to raise the dead. Jesus has the power. It doesn't matter how big the storm is, remember that Jesus has the power. This is why we put our faith and trust in Him because we because he loves us he first loves us so we love him we have to put our faith and trust in jesus i believe that jesus will carry us through we have to put our trust in the one who has never lost the battle we're talking about the king of kings jesus has the power over your situation to my next point which is point five i hope you didn't think yet you had, you, you had to do this alone I know you're saying, Randall, wow, this is this is this seems this seems tough. This might this might seem this seems tough. How can I exercise my, my faith over my feelings? How can I exercise my faith over, over my negative feelings? This seems tough. How can this be done? I can't do it by myself. I don't know what's going on. I can barely wake up in the morning. I can barely remember my birthday. I don't know how I'm supposed to live my I don't know how I'm supposed to live my faith over my negative feelings. How do I supposed to do this, Randall? I'm glad. You if you ask that question, I'm glad you asked. Number five. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do this alone. You have to. You have to do this by yourself. You. We. We need the Holy Spirit. I understand as believers that in order for us to live out the life that God is calling us to in Christ Jesus it's by us having the Holy Spirit living living inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Helper. We become more like Jesus and are directed to do the Father's will. John 14 15 reads this, y'all. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Who needs a helper? I mean, I know, I need. Mean, I mean, I mess up. It says, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for He loved with you and will be in you. You. We need the Holy Spirit. So, Randall, well, well, what are some functions functions of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit guides you. John sixteen thirteen says this: When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you declare to you the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit gives hope. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says this May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. What else, what else does the Holy Spirit does? The Holy Spirit helps. helps, And I will act in John 14, 16. Now I ask the Father, He will give you another helper to be with you forever. What else? John 14 and 26, the Holy Spirit teaches and gives and give insight. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, bring you, bring to you remembrance all that I've said to you. What else does the Holy Spirit does? He the, the Holy He uses you, he uses you for evangelism. He you receive power, but um Acts 1 and 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has to come up has come upon you. You will be my witnesses and witnesses in Jerusalem and all in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Do you understand why you need the Holy Spirit? Because some sometimes it's tough. Sometimes you get the feeling you want to go do something, but you have to have the whole you need to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you so you can walk by the spirit, walk by what God is saying. Walk by what, what the Lord is saying to you. This is why we, we need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit, we should be able to display the fruits of the Spirit. When, when, when we come against situations, circumstances in our lives, we, our fruit should show. So what is the fruit, Randall? Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Y'all, we must live by the Spirit. When I walk by the spirit, I should act and talk in a manner that God wants me to talk in. I should respond in the way that God wants me to respond in. Oh, I know, oh, I know you may not respond nicely in the past. Oh, I know you might have anger issues in the past. Oh, I know you might have been a mean, super mean in the past. Oh, I know things have been crazy. I know things have might be, um haven't been good for you in the past. I know you might have a bad attitude. I know you were disrespectful. I know all these things might, might may have been your story. But once you have once you get the Holy Spirit, things begin to change in your life. Things begin to be different in your life. You begin to respond differently. You begin to act differently because now you have the Holy Spirit now you have the Helper living inside of you, so you can walk by what God is saying. You can be led by what God is saying because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Yes, when feelings might come up, when yes, when things might 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 get tough, you can you can lean into you can lean to what God is saying. You can lean to what to Holy Spirit. You can lean to what, what you can be led by the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm talking about. The, the over You don't have to do it by yourself. In order to overcome those negative feelings, I believe it's important that we are led by the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old have passed away. Behold, the new has come. The new has come. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not the old me. I'm new now. The new has come. I'm not where I used to be. I'm new now. The new has come. I'm not the old me. I'm new. I'm made new in Christ Jesus. I know I, I, I might have had to back then. I know I, a, I might have been disobedient back then. But now I'm a new creature because God has made me new. Is there anybody who wants to be made new in Jesus Christ? That is why we need the Holy Spirit. I'm not who I was, but I'm who, who God says I am. I know how you feel. You must follow and put your hope in God. His way is better. Just tr- trust me. His way is better than the world's way. His way is better than the um his way is better than the world's way. Just trust me. His way, the Lord's way, Jesus' way is better. I am new. Ask yourselves. I want you to do some self-assessment. I want you to assess yourself. I want you to ask yourself, what fruits do I display? Do I display faithfulness? Do I display kindness? Do I dis- display self control? Do I display peace? Do I display goodness? This is what we have to display. And when we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we display faithfulness, kindness, self control, peace, and goodness. These are what we, this is the fruit that we should display. So ask yourself, when I'm on the phone, what am I displaying? Ask yourself when I go to the grocery store, what, I, what am I displaying? Ask yourself when I when I when I go outside to get um to get the mail, what am I displaying? Ask yourself when I go to my oil chain, what am I displaying? Ask yourself when I go to Walmart to get some groceries, what am I displaying? What fruit am I displaying? Am I displaying peace? Am I displaying goodness? Am I displaying faithfulness? What am I displaying? We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. So this is why we need the Holy Spirit. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. There's that faith word. There's faith go again. I live by what? Faith. In the son of God who loved me and gave gave himself for me. He said, the verse said, I live by faith in the son of God, which is Jesus. I live by faith in the son of God. Which is Jesus? I don't live by negative emotions. I don't live by negative feelings. I don't live by being afraid. I don't live by negative opinion, opinions. I don't, I don't live by the world standards. I don't live by faithless, pe- faithless people. I don't live by, by mean people. I don't live by by people who um people who, who don't know the, don't know the way of Jesus Christ. I don't live. I don't live by that. I choose to live by faith in Jesus Christ. I choose to live by faith in Jesus Christ. You can experience freedom when you are led by the Spirit. So today, y'all, in my closing, we have learned some very important points. The first point is this, y'all, to hold on to the Word. The second point is we have to invite Jesus in. The third point is, will you follow your faith in Jesus, in Jesus or hold on to your negative feelings? You need to follow your faith in Jesus Christ. And number four, Jesus has the power. Jesus has the power. And number five, you don't have to do this alone. Because we can have a helper, we can have. We need the living inside of us. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us, to direct us. We need the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit on today, you can ask God for the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Let ask God for the Holy Spirit, so you can be guided and direct to all truth. We learn that. It's our faith in Jesus Christ Jesus Christ over our negative feelings. I know how, I know how you may feel. I know what might be, what storm may be raging. I know what things might be coming, what may, may something may be coming may be coming your way. But I want to encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. If I looked at this bag for this morning as I closed, and if I told you that if I put a hole in this bag What would you say Some of you would say I feel like if you put a hole in this bag That the water is going to come Gushing out I feel like if I put a hole in it, What do y'all think If I put a hole in this bag What do you feel is going to happen I would say Before reading, before doing it I would say that a hole Is going to gush out all the water I put a hole in this bag But let's see what happens Because that's how I feel But that was going to happen so I put something in this bag. I put a pencil in this bag. I feel like it's gonna gush out with all this water. Bless thee. Oh man, the water is still in there. The it's not gushing out with water anymore. It's not gushing out. I felt like before I put it in there, I thought the water was gonna leak out. But when I put, look at that, it's not leaking out, y'all. Even though I felt like it's gonna leak out. Even though I felt like the water was going to come drizzling out, even though I put a hose in there, look at it, y'all, the a hole in there. Even though I felt like that, that is not what happened. You know why? Because before I, before I did that experiment, I had to go and look and find a trusted source. I had to go and, and, and I, I found a trusted, a trusted source on the internet. And it said that you put colored pencils in a plastic bag with water and you put like colored pencils in it, the water will still not leak out of the bag. I went to a trusted source about the bag. I felt like I felt like I know you I felt like the whole is gonna, gonna leak out the bag because it, it has a hole in it. But I went to a trusted source on the internet. And it says that if you put color through a color pencil through a, a bag, then the water won't leak out of it. So this is what I had to live by. Because this is what the trusted the trusted source is. And I don't know what you what's going on in your life right now. I don't know what things are coming up against you. I don't know what situation you have. But our trusted source source as believers is Jesus Christ. He is our trusted source. He is our source. And we go to him for direction. So God said that you're going to make it and you feel like you're not going to make it. I need to put your faith in what God says, not faith in your negative feelings. I need to put faith, put your faith in God's word. Put your faith in Jesus Christ because he is the trusted source. I don't know what you're up against. I don't know what you have been relying on. I don't know if you're relying on your negative emotions or on your negative feelings. But I want to challenge you today to not be led by your negative emotions. But instead, I want you to hold on to the word of God. I want you to invite Jesus into your situation. I want you to choose faith over your negative feelings. And I want you to remember Jesus has the power and you will need the Holy Spirit. I don't know what decision you're contemplating today. But I want you to remember that what we talked about today—that God is able and God will get you through. If you don't, if you don't know Jesus, Jesus as your personal Savior, can I ask today that you just submit to Him? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Man sinned, and we messed up. We can we which, God is holy, so our our sin our sin God God can't be around sin. God is holy. So we sin and we messed up. So there has to come, somebody has somebody has to pay for our penalty. Somebody has to pay for the sin that we did. Jesus, God comes down from heaven in the form of Jesus Christ, and He dies on the cross for me and you.
1: He lives,
0: He dies, and He roses. And He rose just He rose for me and He rose for you so that you may walk in abundant life so that you may experience freedom so you so you can experience what God has for you i want to tell you on today that god is able and i want to share the gospel with you Some who might not know Jesus Christ i don't know what 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 position what walk you're in in life but i want to tell you that making Jesus the lord of your life is the best decision you will make Making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life is the best decision that you will make. It's not enough that you have to just know the good news, but we must respond with, to the gospel. In order to spend eternal life with God, one must admit to God that we, that we sinned, we messed up. We have to repent and turn away from self, and we have to turn to Jesus Christ. So I don't know who's listening or who's watching. But if you have, if you wanna, if you wanna be saved, if you wanna live a life of freedom, if you wanna join the family, please let us know. We wanna see new believers, we wanna see new disciples, we wanna see people who are going at, who are, are doing the will in the work, doing the will that God has called out for them. We understand now that we have to live by faith and not our ne- and we have to live by our faith in faith in Jesus and not our negative emotions. So please take this word and use it. Reflect on Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25 and memorize the scripture for this week. Memorize the scripture and ask the Lord to to, to enable you to live the way that he wants you to live. Ask him what type of fruit do you display? What type of fruit should I display? Ask the Lord for help and I believe that he will guide you. Thank you and have a blessed Sunday.